Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hey, everybody. What's up? We're back with another episode of Good Game, Nice Try. I'm your host, Aaron Blay Blaird. I can hear the air quotes. You can hear I the can air quotes. can hear the air quotes. <laughs> Well, and of course, I am joined by my mega-talented co-host, Sonia Reed, a.k.a. OMG, it's Firefox. And I put air quotes around OMG, it's Firefox. Could you hear those Thanks. air quotes? Thanks. Hi, Blay. Um, <laughs> how's it going? How are you doing this week? Uh, I'm, a, I'm all right. I've been playing a lot of indie games lately, Ooh. and I discovered a one-bit game. Wait. You hear 8-bit, you hear 16-bit. Wait, what? This is a one-bit game. Please explain. Yeah. How? Physically how? It's basically like, have you ever, what's it called, ASCII? What's that thing where like okay. you make, you can All make a face. All the symbols and yeah. everything. Okay. You make a face out of like commas and periods and stuff. Right. This game is like that. It's like black and white dots, but it's <laughs> awesome. It's called Death Crown. I got it on itch.io for like $3. And it's basically like, it's a strategy game. You play death. So there's this king who's a real douche and he he traps you and takes your crown. And then you gotta go get it back. And you're you're this woman in a white shroud, and you're you're like you can't you're blinded, and you have your your death army of little skeletons, one bit skeletons, and it's like a strategy game. It's super fun. It seems like a lot of detail for not a lot of bits. That's the thing. What it lacks in bits, it makes up for in sweet, sweet plot. Aw, well, yeah, that sounds like an adventure. <laughs> it was great. Um, what are you playing? I went the complete opposite. I've got plenty of bits in this game. Um, I've been playing on the Xbox Series X, and you would think for somebody who's into cars and games, I would love car games. I've straight up... <laughs> never really played them (laughs) besides bus simulator of course i do love bus simulator but i've been playing so much forza horizon 4 and it looks so good on the new xbox it looks so good but i do want to say along the same vein of indie games um i think i told you about this i was playing was it piku niku oh yeah it looks so cute it's like a puzzle exploration game you're this dude who has really stretchy legs and it really it just looks like it's a game for five-year-olds but there's this whole like deep state conspiracy situation going on i don't know it's it's a lot and it's super funny and it's super cute and you have stretchy legs and between the two i've been busy this week man yeah pika niku looks like if all those IKEA toys of like weird cartoon characters came to life, that's what that game looks like. And it's very it's cute. Literally- and it, it's funny to me that it's all about deep state conspiracy is yeah. hilarious. Going back to Forza for a second. So you know how much I love Bus Simulator. It's mm-hmm. super realistic. All you do is drive a bus. 
around, <laughs> I'm guessing England? It's in Europe somewhere. And you give people tickets and they yeah. get on your bus. Sometimes you got to pick up trash. They get you don't want to hit any. Cr- so that's where I find joy in driving. It's just, I love just driving a bus. Toot, toot. Toot, toot, my friend. Forza. I feel like it's the exact opposite of Bus Simulator. It's when I just really want to go for a drive. I I created my car, by the way. Your perfect car or the car you currently own? The car I currently own. Well, what's the fun in that? You have that car. So now I can go out in the middle of a field and just do donuts in the snow. You can do that now with your car. I I mean, realistically, (laughs) yes. It's, it's, it's about the freedom, you know, like bus simulator, you're kind of contained to the city. You have to deal with people, but now mm. I can go on the open road, skirt around. Well, you know what? As a rat, a rat loves its hole and I love being in a bus and driving <laughs> that bus around. And by the way, I cannot, I drive a Jeep Wrangler 2009. Don't need and, to brag. Yeah. That's not a humble brag. That's a <laughs> braggity brag, but I can't purchase a bus. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's why I drive bus simulator. In Forza, you have that car and you're driving the car that you already own, but I'm driving the car I want to own and that car is a bus. I mean, give me like a man A24 lion bus. Ooh la la. I'm sorry, did you just riff off a model number? (laughs) That's why it's important to me to make this podcast successful is because every dollar that rolls in on good game nice try goes straight into rolls right into the bus the bus jar straight into the bus jar and i'm very excited about today's guest i feel like today's guest is going to push us up to be mo- even more successful than we already are i think that he's going to take us to the next level and yeah. you physically to the next level of owning a bus in your life so <laughs> the thing is he's not just an amazing video game player. He's a crazy talented actor. He's in DuckTales. He's been in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's the voice of Sonic, the mother flippin' hedgehog. That's yeah. right, on this podcast. We've got Sonic. Yeah, for the three people who haven't seen Sonic, um, you might know him from shows like Parks and Rec or Space Force. And look, he's got, with Thomas Middleditch, three amazing comedy specials on Netflix called Middleditch and Schwartz, where they make up an entire hour of comedy on the spot. It is truly magical and amazing. We are so excited to welcome today, Mr. Ben Schwartz. Hey, Ben. Aaron, I've been friends with you for a long time, so I just said yes without knowing what this is, assuming that I'd have fun. (laughs) So this is all about, in Good Game, Nice Try, this is all about sweet video games. We've done interviews before, but- I cannot wait. What's that? No, but I, lo- I never get to talk about video games. Like, uh, exactly. So I'm very, very excited. I truly am very excited. How are you handling quarantine? Are you playing a lot of video games? Take us through it. I, uh, I'm so happy we're doing this. I am playing a lot of video games. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it start- it's been different phases of video games for me as well. Ooh. Like It started off as just like my modded uh, SNES Classic, like playing the things that I got there. And then um, a bunch of my friends got uh, Mario Kart uh, for Switch. And I'm so I'm so sorry. Did you say Mario Kart? I say Mario. Yeah, I'm from the Bronx. Oh. Everybody else calls it Mario, right? All right. I, 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 I'm a Mario person myself, but you know, I, this is a this is a safe place. Where are you from? Are you from the East Coast? Toronto. I love Toronto. Toronto feels like a very clean uh, city every time I go there. Very professional. 
Uh, so Mario Kart. Yeah, so what happens is we got Mario Kart and then me and, uh, uh, well, it started like this. Me and five friends played, and then one of my friends said, <laughs> this is like high school. One of my friends said, I have a friend that could beat all your friends in Mario Kart. <laughs> And I said, I said, bring it. And I brought our best one, our best guy, who's Tyson Hess, who actually uh, was animating for uh, Sonic. And so he at the time was like the guy that we couldn't even come close to beating. And so my friend Nelson Franklin is like, I'm going to bring my friend. Brought his friend in, right? And then all the, and then I invited my friend uh, Blair, goes by Skiki. And these guys just started. We had we had a race, and then I, I created something called the Tournament of Champions. Every Sunday or every Saturday at noon. All of us get into Discord, uh, all of us play, and there's a point system, and every single week we get our uh, scores. Every five weeks, it's incredible. Every five weeks equals a season, just in case someone's blowing everybody up. Then you start back from zero. I've created a trophy, and every five weeks I have to take the trophy from whoever won to another person, and then I give them stuff from my house if they win. So, like, like whatever, like, whatever, like, prizes. Oh, my goodness. Well... (laughs) DC fandom just happened, and they sent me a box of stuff. A lot of that went to Skeeky, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Skeeky, Tyson, what did Tyson get? Tyson got some uh, a sweatshirt that I had that someone gave me. Um, Amir Blumenfeld won one. Uh, he got a selfie stick and um, some other stuff. And then, and then I, I, I have a typewriter because I love um, I love typing letters. And so every every winner gets a typewritten like declaration. But by the way, at the beginning of quarantine, when we thought it was just only going to last a couple of weeks, uh, now it's like kind of a pain in the ass every five weeks to do all this. <laughs> You've really committed to this format. Yeah, and I'm like uh, one of those UCB comedians that like commits to bits, so it's like I got to do it every week, and it's so annoying. You got to you know? do it. You but the game do- is so fun. We all look forward to it every week. It's such a highlight. We all talk trash, and it's been like it's been such a joy. But has your style for Mario Kart changed to adapt to like? Skeeky and these other guys. Like, are you learning tricks? Is it making you a better player? <laughs> I I I would play like with a, a mirror and a guy named Jesse, a guy named Aaron Hansen who does Game Grumps. We would all we would all like and Tyson. We'd all play like just for fun on the side before this happened. And then when this when we started doing the the championship, Amir uh, and Jesse started practicing every day. And they got this, and Amir even got this guy named Bear, who is a professional gamer, to help him uh, to help him with his game. And Amir was like around where I was. I was always like five, six, seven out of the twelve, or like four, five, six, seven. And then I slowly slipped down as everybody got better. And now Amir and Jesse are like near the top uh, because they practiced hours every single day. But me, I I stay with my Donkey Kong character. I stay with my cart. I stay with my wheels. Uh, I haven't changed much. The only thing that I've changed is I know a little bit more of the sneaky ways through the courses. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. But like, if you give me Mute City or if you give me Excite Bike, I can grab first. All the other ones, it's, there's I, I have no chance. Everybody's oh, too man. too good. But by the way, this isn't even my game. My this is like I have other games that I love so much. Right. Uh, I was like when I was a kid, I was like addicted to video games. Bad word to use, but I was I love video games very much. Wait, uh, now, so how did it start? How did it all start? What was the first? Do you remember the first? I think when I had a Tandy, I had like Dig Dug. I had Mavis oh, Beacon yeah. teaches typing. Oh my God, Mavis Beacon! <laughs> Do you remember that Mavis Beacon teaches typing? So stressed. Also, Zork. Out. We had Zork on DOS. Do you remember Zork? Zork is amazing. Um, but one of the games we had when I was a kid, uh, King's Quest, of course, loved all those. Of course, of course. We had um, Black Cauldron which was a video game based off of the movie The Black Cauldron. Okay. I had no idea that Disney even made a movie called The Black Cauldron. All I knew was the video game until I got Disney Plus. And on it was like 
I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh they, my made God. A, That's so they made a movie out of the video game, and then I realized it was the exact opposite. Legend has it, there was once a king so cruel and so evil. Whoa. Did it hold up? Uh, the movie, I didn't I didn't get through the whole thing, but I did. You know what's funny? Watching pieces of it and listening to the music reminded me of being a kid yeah. and Aww. playing the game, which I think half the reason why I love video games is that it makes me feel like kids. Same reason why I love Disneyland. Yeah. It's like I love feeling uh, that feeling of feeling young and nostalgia and all that stuff. What uh, what brings you back? Like what games specifically kind of bring you back to that? feeling like a like a kid again so we were a nintendo family and i had to go to david fernandez's house to play genesis <laughs> yes. so it's like uh, yeah it was incredible david and jose we would play sonic and sonic 2 and all that stuff and uh, quack shot which was one of my favorite genesis games um but we were nintendo which was in my sister's room and then uh when she got old enough she wasn't as into it then i moved to my room and then uh for hanukkah one year we got super nintendo and it was by the way it was uh, first time it ever happened to me where I found where my parents hide the presents for us. So I saw that I was getting it beforehand and it oh, kind of broke man. my heart because I thought I was ruining the surprise and I oh, felt no. terrible about it. Right. Yeah. Oh, but then you got man. it and you're like, hell yeah. That's- oh my God, I was in, I, <laughs> I cannot tell you how the Super Nintendo to me, I spent so many hours on that machine. Yes. Uh, it was great. And I still have it. My super, my original Super Nintendo is upstairs with all my games. I'll take a picture for you guys. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You, you know what's so funny is like like those old games, it's interesting because now I, I think as, as games have kind of shifted, as some games have shifted like away from platformers and stuff and more into like narrative storytelling you don't get this they want you to finish the game so it's kind of like unlimited continues and all that but like ninja gaiden yes you have three you have three lives man or like double dragon that's it a- and any you, of those kid icarus one kid of the most icarus. Hard, hardest game ghosts and goblins oh my hardest God. game in the universe when you're a kid and so it's like you don't power up your character it's like you as a human being have to like get better you have to power you yourself have to, up. yes you have to have the, you have to memorize yeah man kid icarus absolutely tormented me when i was a kid um <laughs> I hate it. Ghosts and Goblins, same thing. I was able to beat oh. Mike Tyson's punch out in under 30 minutes. That was a thing that I could do as a kid. Whoa. Oh my God. From beginning to end. I got that- very, very good at video games. I will tell you guys, and then I'll, and then I'll, I'll I'm no, I'm rambling. I'm just excited I could talk. No, this but, is, um, no, this, no all of, out. you're spinning gold. You say rambling, we say <laughs> rumple stiltskin. I don't think that works, Aaron. I think that's a wrong reference. Um, Didn't he spin so- gold? Didn't he, he spin gold. Oh, maybe. I think if you say his name a couple of times, he either disappears or he appears, right? <laughs> Something. But I think he also, that was the whole thing. He showed up. I think and, he who did. Who cares? It doesn't you matter. It. Who cares? You, you know what? You're it. spinning gold. You're, now I'm Okay, rambling. so I, I'm I, was, I was very good at Nintendo because uh, I played it I like played it a lot. And then um, amongst my friends, I was like very good and I could beat like people with my toes and like, you know, like I put the <laughs> Wait, controller what? near my feet and beat, yeah, like I'd play like games with my toes and <laughs> beat them and- like, what? Wait, like which games though? Like I would play like double, double dribble. I play like double dribble with my friends and like, or my dad would come and want to play like baseball and like I would just do it, like put the controller by my toes because I've beaten it so many times I can kind of do it. If you ever wanted to start an OnlyFans, I think you playing video games with your feet could probably make a lot oh, of money. Oh man, that would be, that's a cash What is cow. What is OnlyFans? Someone else said OnlyFans to me the other day. What is that? Well, it's mostly a porn thing, but I you don't you, you don't need to you don't need to be into porn to do it. I set up an OnlyFans. I you know you can put anybody. There's comedians on there. There's people on there. There's musicians on there. So wait, what do you do if I go to your OnlyFans? Are you like, hey, today I'm gonna play uh, I'm gonna play Razor. Watch me play. Is that what it literally is? Well, I'm doing a joke where it's mostly pictures of food that I like. 
So okay. now, you know, it's like food porn. But so uh, now, if you have feet in video games, but feet in video games, man, that's, that's a, a potent, winning combo. Yeah, that's a new channel. Are you have you have you streamed much on Twitch? Or I feel like I've you only would done it. once or twice. I did once. We did Animal Crossing, Thomas and I once uh, because it was for promotion for our specials. Yeah. We did, we had these improv specials on Netflix, um, and then um, we and then I did. Uh, I've done Game Grumps three times. Um, because I just love those guys, yeah. and I think they're. Yeah. I just think it's. I just piece. think it's fun. The uh, obviously Middle Ditch and Schwartz, uh, amazing, amazing specials uh, on mm. Netflix now, currently streaming. And you guys, you know, uh, uh, pre-COVID, were were touring around. Do you? Because uh, you know, Thomas, do you guys battle each other, or do you? What do you take on the road with you, video game wise? He What's plays computer games, and I play console games. So he like, first of all, he has no respect for me and my console games. Zero respect. <laughs> <laughs> People who build their own computers hate people that are right. like, "Have you played? Uh, have you played Celeste on Switch?" Um, but it's like, uh, so we don't play anything together. And then he is very competitive uh, in video oh. games and stuff like that. And for me, I'm not as much. We once or twice, uh, we even said that we're gonna like bring a mini a mini system with us when we tour because one of the venues we went to had uh, a mini whatever and we just played and it was so fun. And I beat the Back to the Future game in 25, 30 minutes or something like that? The original Back to the Future game? Yeah, it was so fun. And like, uh, so we had just a little bit of time before our show started. So people sometimes ask what we do before shows. We do fucking no (laughs) warm-ups. We either are on our phones, on Twitter, or talking to each other about nonsense, or if there's a video game console or like a game to play, we'll just play. Playing Back to the Future. Till literally the second they say you got to go on stage, and then we go on stage. The thing that I love about the Middle Ditch and Schwartz uh, specials are I, I liken it to a, a band, a really great band who's great live, and then they get into the mm. studio, and the worry is can they bring that energy and like the magic? And I don't know. You guys absolutely nailed it. I don't know how you did it. Like, but it's those specials are beautiful, amazing, incredible little jewels of just happiness. I've seen each one three times. That's so nice of you. That just made me smile so wide. So good. They're so good. Yeah. I was really, and what you said was our biggest concern. I was so afraid that you wouldn't, you wouldn't, it wouldn't translate because so many people have tried to do long form specials or things before. Not so many, maybe two or three, and they all don't quite feel it. So, what we did is uh, we took the money that Netflix gave us kept very little of it and put it all into cameras and we got nine cameras so there's nine cameras on every single moment of our show so we can really play with it you know what i mean and like then we have all these angles to play scenes with so it feels like you're you're in the scenes with us because in my head if we're gonna make a special what makes this unique is that for like these small scenes the people like when we play we played carnegie hall which is insane the people in the back row can't really see our full facial expressions but now, if we have a camera on there, you could solo out Thomas's facial expression, stuff like that. So I thought that's one of the reasons, and uh, we would do it. And also, we didn't have, we don't have like tag outs yeah. and shit like that. You could just watch it without knowing anything about long form improv, and you kind of uh, follow, follow right. along and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Your chemistry together is is incredible. <laughs> We're and a regular love- Sonya and Aaron. Our goal is to be <laughs> like Sonya and Aaron. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You voice so many characters. Like, it's crazy. Let's, okay, let's see. What? Dewey, right? I played De- oh, yeah, I voiced Tales, Dewey. Right? Dewey. Mm-hmm. Leonardo. Rise of Teenage Mutant Leonardo Ninja from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic. Yeah, that one is a very crazy one. But how how is that, you know, growing up with these characters and, and you know, having them being such a big part of your childhood and now you are them? Yeah, man. It's, that's that's surreal. It is so surreal. Uh, I have for the first big one was DuckTales. And I remember getting very emotional that I had a scene with Donald Duck and like being like, wow. you, you yeah. don't, because th- I, I record by myself almost always just because for time, it's just so easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first, I think, I think I recorded with Danny and Bobby once, but so I don't get to hear the guy doing Donald at all. Whoa. Um, and so when then you see it a year later, so emotional. Same with when Darkwing Duck was in, in DuckTales and right. Dewey has a little thing with him. And I like get you get emotional because I was a, those are the shows that like form me as a child. Chills, the Disney right? Afternoon, oh my god! Uh. And then same with the same with the Turtles. But Sonic was fucking insane because I've never been uh, the lead in a big studio movie before. Yeah, man. Uh, and I know you don't see my face, but like my voice is there, and I'm doing scenes with Jim Carrey, who I idolized as a kid. Wow. And it's like I'm in a I'm in a like when I first saw one of the previews, I'm I'm in a big theater then you see Sonic come on screen you see the kids go fucking crazy and then you see adults my age go crazy and then like after the movie kids were running up and down the aisles and saying gotta go fast and it was like it was a it was that Sonic thing was just like uh, it was just because I don't get to see people watch DuckTales or Turtles I could watch in theaters I would like uh, I like uh, went into the crowd and like said hello to a lot of the kids after showings it was such an insane thing Uh, it was very very exciting and also, we haven't even talked about, dude, you're part of the Star Wars universe, which is amazing. I mean, talk about it. Oh, like, yeah. I beep-booped a couple times. That's and then insane. I wrote, And then I wrote some jokes for C-3PO for episode nine. Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. I got like five five jokes. I got one joke on episode seven, then I got five jokes uh, for C-3PO in episode nine. Oh What's your favorite? Um, there's a couple that did not make it, but one of my favorite ones um, are, uh, it's a very specific, I don't know how nerdy you guys are. I don't, I don't know how well you know nine, episode nine. But there's a, there's a scene... So there's a scene. So what happened was JJ had uh, seen the movie and he wanted he you know he's editing the movie and then he wanted C3PO to have a little bit more comedy bring or like the you know in the first third or whatever, and so I got to see the movie uh, early, which was insane because oh I was the, one of the first people to see Episode Seven, which was oh, insane. Wow. So like for nine, I was like you know it's so surreal, wow. and then. Um, so, see, so the scenes that I was seeing, C-3PO didn't have any lines in those places, or they were just like placeholder lines. So one of the lines I had was, they're all, they all like, there's this big chase, they fall off, and they get trapped in this quicksand, and they fall through, and they land in this underground thing. I don't know if you remember that. So it's like the whole cast, Oscar Isaac uh-huh. and uh, Daisy Ridley. And so they land, and so Oscar's like... Um, so I can only go off of what the dialogue is there. So I can't add, you know, live action dialogue. Got it. But I have to see what jokes I can write, which I've done for a bunch of things in the past secretly. C three PO's C three PO's is the easiest one because literally his lips are like everything. <laughs> it's he a doesn't light. even move yeah, his lips. That's, like a, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So that's the easiest fix. So they went down there, they fall down, and then uh, Oscar Isaac says like, um, 
uh, is like, Ray, are you there? Or like, are you okay? You okay? And then never says C-3PO. And so in, in the scene, C-3PO kind of steps up in the background. And so my line from which with Anthony Daniels at Amazing was like, you didn't say my name, but I'm okay. <laughs> and it was amazing. Because he like literally named everybody but C-3PO. <laughs> and C-3PO is just in the background walking. I was like, oh, this Aww. is a moment where he could have a little whatever. And the one I got in episode seven was <laughs> in a big moment um, when Han Solo sees Carrie Fisher for the first time. Oh, yeah. Uh, C-3PO is there. And he puts his head in uh, and he says hello to like Han Solo. And uh, Han Solo doesn't say anything back because I think he's looking. I, I forget the scene now, but I think he's looking at Carrie Fisher, uh, Princess Leia. And so C-3PO says something like, hello. And then there's a pause like, oh, you probably don't recognize me because of the hand. Because his hand is red for episode uh. seven. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Dude, that was unreal. Unreal. Yeah. Like so incredible that you are now Very part of crazy. these. Legacies that are affecting future generations. It's awesome. It's very, it's very surreal. Very, very surreal. We like to end with worst video game, best video game. Too hard. I saw the email. I can't do it. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> it's tough, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you some of the most influential ones. I'll go. tell you the All most right. influential yeah. one for me. Chrono Trigger was enormous for me. Chrono Trigger was enormous for me as a kid. Link to the Past was enormous Wait, why for me as was, a kid. Now, why? Why were they? What did you? What connected so you to I, those games? So I was personally? not. I was not an avid reader. I read Calvin and Hobbes and Garfield, and like that's that, Calvin and Hobbes was the biggest influence in need? terms of writing. What else do you need? Just count that's it. Truly, Just count. and Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. Before I found out he was anti-Semitic, <laughs> Roald Dahl and uh, some other and some like, uh, but like. When everybody was reading, it, it was like, uh, as a kid, it was hard. I just didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, so I got all my storytelling from video games. And so when, mm. like, so I played Final Fantasy 1. I, I played Final Fantasy 2. One of the first times I ever cried in a video game uh, was yeah. when the twins turned to stone and stopped the wall in Final Fantasy 2. Sacrifice. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and then Final Fantasy 3 was incredible. But, okay, so Link to the Past for me was telling a story, and it was doing so in such an interactive and fun way, and it was one of those things that you talk about where you gain more skill sets in the terms of better swords, better shields, yeah. better whatever. So I loved it, and I love storytelling. I love storytelling, but I also love figuring shit out. I love the puzzles in it. Um, mm -hmm. Because there's no help from my parents. It's just me and me trying to figure it out. Nice. Uh, love Metroid, love Super Metroid. Uh, Final Fantasy three and Final Fantasy two and three were huge. I'm trying to think of the ones that really like, but also there's different video games for different things. Like if I just have a little bit of time, I'll beat Aladdin. Yeah. Or if like yeah. I want to, if I want to relax, I'll play Pilot Wings. Like there's like there's like different games that I use for like different things. If it's my friend, we play NBA Jam or NBA Live until uh, we drop. That's all we do. Or, su or Super Tennis. I like how Aladdin is your quick go-to. You're like, I need to blow off some steam real quick. It's I got so, Aladdin. Have you played it? go. It's so easy and fun. It's just fun. <laughs> It it's is like fun. such a fun game. Although, that, um, I, but that is that the one where yeah. the you have to race, like the lava, the lava wave. That's the hardest oh, level. Man, that's that, the hardest that, level. Just thinking about that stresses me out. I remember specifically that level, just absolutely. Well, there's another my head level that's very similar to that that made me want to kill somebody uh, in <laughs> Battletoads. There's this one where you're on a oh, rave, wave runner. Dude, it is. That's exactly what I was gonna say. That board fucking drove me crazy because it's one of those boards. Also, I think so where if you get hit once, it's over. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And have you tried to play it recently? No. Is it impossible or is it easier now you're adult? Equally as frustrating. Uh. 
you want you want it to be easier. You feel like you've grown as a person. You've grown video game wise. No, I'm better at my hands. No, it doesn't. Nope, help. doesn't. Help. You think, That's but no. So funny. It's still just as bad. Ooh, by the way, a game that I've absolutely fallen in love with is Ori. And another game that made me cry: Ori in the Blind Forest. I gotta play it. People, oh people my love it. god! Mm-hmm. And then Ori will Ori in the Will of Wisps, which I just uh. beat, is. I cry. So why? Why is it so good? I I cried actual tears because the story is incredible. Wow. Uh, it's so beautiful. The beginning of Blind Forest starts like the movie Up, where like you're so emotionally driven oh, to the character, wow. drawn to the character, and then at the end of Ori and Will of the Wisp, they find a way to connect both video games Whoa. in a way that that made me be like, <laughs> I was also we're in quarantine. Everybody's dying. And I'm, ter- <laughs> right, I'm terribly sad. It's a little emotional. Uh, so it's a tough exactly. Time. So but. Those are the two games that I like. But also I beat Celeste and I thought it was amazing. They talk about depression in a real way in Celeste, yeah. which was gorgeous. So good. And they talk about mental health in a video game. I was like blown away. So good. Huge. Um, there's a bunch of little ones that I played also that I really love. But Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori Will of the Wisps, I was, I, they are like masterpieces. Wow. I was, I thought they're incredible. But as a kid, Ocarina of Time also blew my mind. I thought it was incredible. Ocarina of Time, that, that for me, I remember specifically like something unlocking inside of me of like, Wow! Yes. This is amazing because mm-hmm. you know what? That was the yes. first time the day, the, the day and night thing. Like in that game, there's daytime and then it turns night and things are different. Like things are mm-hmm. open, things are closed, and you could really move. Could really like move. unlike other Zelda games, like yeah. I and mean, you can move in those, but like this, you could go when you you just like going. Yeah. You're just on a horse sometimes, like a, just going. Yeah. Like a world. You could just, yeah, for sure. You got that freedom. Yeah. I think I think I loved between the two. I feel like there's always a debate between Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. I loved the the time aspect in Ocarina of Time, but Majora's Mask, you can really play with it and it really fucks with you. you know, I've never played that game. I. Is it incredible? I'm speechless. <laughs> well, I, I'm speechless. We pull that knife I out of your back. Nintendo 64. So I beat Ocarina of Time by going to my neighbor Jordan Crone's house who had <laughs> Nintendo 64. You have to understand, we yes. were not allowed all I these fun it. things. I love whenever, by the so, way, side note, whenever any of us say a name from the past, like Matt Bowen or somebody, or Tony <laughs> Zarrett, they all sound fake. All old, all names of when you're yeah, done. Jordan Crone, yeah. great neighbor, fake name. <laughs> David like, Fernandez, it sounds like I just quickly thought of a name that I could think of. It's like your girlfriend from Canada. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, totally yeah. Yeah. She's real. Absolutely. She's real. <laughs> Oh, there was there are these little things that I remember just because we're talking about it. Like when uh, my my cousin Seth Foreman, real name, my cousin <laughs> Seth Foreman got a PlayStation, but I I think we had spent I had a Nintendo Super Nintendo. And I think my parents were done spending money on video games, so that's where my voyage ended. So like when people were selling their Nintendos, I would just like take their games from them because they're like nobody's buying these stupid games. So I have some of the I had some of the weirdest fucking Nintendo and Super Nintendo games you've ever Whoa. seen. What's been your favorite? A favorite weird one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to bring you guys upstairs. Ooh, are we going for, going for a ride? We're gonna have to go upstairs, I think. but then the microphone won't be yeah, able to yeah. come, so it's gonna be a mess. Um, but okay, so I got PlayStation. One of the things uh, I didn't get it. Seth left uh, for sleepaway camp, and I never went to sleepaway camp. Um, so uh, I asked if I could borrow his PlayStation for the summer. <laughs> it was the best idea and the worst idea I've ever had in my entire life. Um, I got yelled at by my parents because it was summer and I was never going outside. <laughs> um, but like I would work, I like where I worked when I was young, like I worked as a camp counselor and stuff like that. Nice. And uh, I worked at like a sneaker store and stuff like that. But, um, uh, I worked b- illegally before I, uh, had, um, working papers. I was Ill- illegally too young to be working and I was working. I love it. Um, but so 
he had two, he had uh, not Tomb Raider, he had Resident Evil, the first oh, one. Oh, that game. Oh and God. there's a scene in Resident Evil when you're walking down the hallway and the dogs first jump through the windows. And it's, it is so scary that I would bring my friends in the like, you know, weird little basement room that we had yeah. right next to the garage yeah. where the video game yeah. was, shut off all the lights oh and God. make them play just that part to prove to them what video, like, I feel like I was always proving to people how incredible video yeah, games were. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so like, they, and they would get scared and they couldn't believe a video game was scaring them. Uh, and I loved it. I loved wow, that aspect of it. Wow, that's so great. That's the same with like Inside. I make all my friends buy the the independent game Inside. I think it's one of the most groundbreaking, beautiful independent games I've ever seen in my life. Hundred percent, hundred percent about Inside. And that's the thing is, I think it shows people. I was I was saying I did a similar thing at, at Conan with Resident Evil Seven and VR, where I had everybody oh, come oh in. No, you there's a VR Resident Evil. People lost their minds. It, it made, but I will say it did show them how great video games are. And I feel like I'm so happy mm. that. You know, we're kind of talking about an interest, you know, how you start out loving these characters and now you get to play these characters. You are these characters for the yeah. next generation. I think in a certain way, it's kind of on us as fans of video games to spread the gospel of how great video games are because they really are narrat beautiful narrative storytelling devices. Like Gorgeous. you know, and and because they are proactive and you are the character, they can hit you emotionally in a visceral way that movies, books, all these other things can't because they're reactive. So um yeah, that's our job. That's our I job agree. as well. You know? I agree. All right, so the so when I had the PlayStation, the game that changed yeah. me the most, or the one that affected me the most, that when I finished it, I finished it, I stopped. I put in so many hours. I think I put 72 hours wow. into it. I finished it, I stopped, and I audibly said, this is the best video game I've ever played in my life. Whoa! <laughs> uh, was a Final Fantasy VII uh, uh. for the PlayStation. And it was, it had four discs, so you're always constantly changing discs, and it was, it was so incredible. I could not, I could not believe it. So that entire summer, that's all I did. I played that forever, and I, I remember audibly saying, "This is the best game I've ever seen." I wish anybody could understand how good this was. I don't know how. I know they just remade it. I can't do it. That was also the time when I realized that I get addicted to video games and I can't mm. stop playing. Mm. So I stopped after that. I stopped for a while, and then that's the reason why now that I work a lot, I can't start that type of game because I can't. I can't stop playing it. Uh, so like I, I don't let myself do the remaster version. I don't let myself do any of the inter so like Ori's like you know I think it was fifteen hours or something like that or you know what I yeah. mean. Like I can do that, uh, but I don't have the willpower not. To I need to know what happens next if you give me a role playing yeah. game. Uh, so that so that was the game that both destroyed me and made me say <laughs> this is the best game I've ever played in my life. Wait, what are your guys? What are your games? Can you tell me what your favorite games are? I apologize, oh, okay. and I know I should. I know I should know this stuff, and I apologize. But what are your favorite games? Oh man, I mean, Majora's Mask was probably my favorite of all time. If if someone were to press me with that question across all games, all platforms of all time, Majora's Mask always, again, playing with time, and it it added that whole a whole different element for me. But recently, beating Ghost of Tsushima was, yeah, unreal. That game wow. is art. That game is unbelievably beautiful and again how oh. how immersed you are there's no hud you follow the wind there's no waypoints it's just you're you're in you know 18th century japan like it's it's unbelievable it's just gorgeous mm -hmm. so how's I the music i bet the music's incredible oh yeah it's it's great it's it, the timing and everything is perfect it really it really puts you there 
It's That's incredible that one of your favorite games of all time is something that came out in the past year. Yeah, something so so recent. Oh. But it's just it's just sold it for me. That whole world is beautiful and it's I was going to say maybe uh maybe I would be cautious jumping into it if you're uh, the kind of person who I can't, really I can't, I, I can't, yeah, I can't, it's I can't. bad. I know I can't. Oh my god. I know I'm, I can't do Red Dead Redemption. Oh no, any of those games. Do you know what's so interesting? I could t- I could so see how uh interesting and fun it would be to watch your Twitch stream uh just because you're very funny and you're personable, but to watch you play a game I think it would be so interesting to watch you play a game like the one you just named because while you're playing it, you're probably aware that this is one of the best games you've ever played and you have so much experience in playing games. That's the shit that would be like, oh, fuck, I would love to... Watching people play video games is something that I never was like into, but I understand mm-hmm. why people do it. Unless yeah. it's like a speed run and it's like, you know, someone doing something that I could never do. Um, but like, it's more like I'm starting to learn and you, and you tell me, uh, Sonya. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, tell me, but it's not as it, the, the, a big part of it is watching someone play a video game, but it's more like you, I'm assuming you use it as almost like a vlog or like a diary entry or you talking and interacting with humans and being yourself and people are drawn because of that's uh, again, I, I don't have enough experience. I'm just trying to learn, but is that a big aspect of it? Or what do you think the biggest draw when someone goes to your Twitch stream? Uh, why do you think they're going? I think a lot of it is just interactivity. Like, because I can play games, and if people ask me to, you know, do something dumb in the game, or um, I'm trying to remember what game it was, some kind of either Red Dead Redemption or something adjacent, where I had snuck up behind somebody and killed them, and the chat told me that I had to drag their their body <laughs> with me through the remainder of the game. Oh my god! And you're, doing bits. you're literally doing bits. So I, yeah, yeah, and you can pull in audience feedback and have them you know, <laughs> live their bits through you in the game. That's so funny. And it's so, it's so funny. And I think that's what I enjoy the most is just, again, being able to to have their input and throw it in the game and kind of live that out. And it just, it does become just like a comedy bit. And it's Now, it's are you hilarious. watching other people's streams? Uh, like, are you, do you get joy from watching other people's streams or no? Because you do it so much, it's not as, it's not as exciting for you to spend an hour watching someone else's stream. I feel like I used to watch a lot more, but honestly, I mean, you know, you touched on it too, where I'll watch if it's something like speed runs, you know, people do those blow oh my, my God, those blow my fucking mind. I did a thing for Sonic for press where like someone did a speed run of Sonic two, which I think is inc- Sonic two also is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. First of all, what Sonic did to video games, the idea of it almost feeling like unwieldy with speed. Yeah. It blew my mind as a kid. Great. And then the Sonic two with the music and the colors and like even that casino level, it blows yeah. your mind. Oh. Although the end of Sonic 2, Sonic literally jumps off a plane and it freeze frames. <laughs> like he literally is like, Tails is flying a plane. He jumps off and like gives you like a, and I was like, oh wait, he's going to, he's going to perish. But watching this guy do a speed run of Sonic 2, it was like watching a professional athlete yeah. play what they're like. Right. It's something that I could not do. Wild. Maybe if I spent a lot of time on one level, I could get close to what he's doing. Um, I but like I, you you're right. Speedruns, yep. speedruns are. But I don't know crazy. because, like, you know, you with Mario Kart and your friends. I mean, like, you guys, mm-hmm. I'm sure, are playing at a pretty high level. You posted something on your Instagram, rejected jokes that was like wild. Like you were taking all these crazy cuts, and I was. It just looked like you were threading the needle, and I was like, "Jeez, you know." They, there, are, there are yeah. some things that we've gotten good at. And then once I saw that I'm never going to catch up, I just don't put in the. <laughs> I'm not going to practice. I can't. <laughs> I have a life. I can't do it. 
Oh, I was really proud of Amir when he won. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really proud. Although I will say, both Tyson and Skeeky missed a lot of games Skeek. that season. <laughs> a lot of games. Slacking the Skeek, season. Skeeky. Well, Mr. Schwartz, I, we could do this all day. This was a joy. Please come back and we'll talk. Yeah. Uh, it was fantastic. I truly, truly oh, enjoyed it. And please, everyone listening to this, go right now and watch Middle Ditch and Schwartz. It's on Netflix. It is Drop incredible. And again, Immediate. you will watch them all multiple times. They're really, really great. And let's get a camp. Man, I, we need more. We need a full 12. We need a season, man. We need a season. I would For love goodness to do sake. more. Yeah. We're excited to get out there and make people laugh. Ah, uh, man, I love Ben Schwartz. That was a delight. He's definitely a good one. And I'm still trying to figure out how he played games with his feet. Yeah, I I feel like I'm going to try playing games with my face to kind of one-up him. <laughs> that's not... All right. That's not it. <laughs> this is not a joke, but I think I hurt myself smashing that controller. That actually looked face. kind of painful. <laughs> I went in hard, and I'm regretting it. Really wanted to one-up it. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a minute. So don't go anywhere. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. I'm going to be honest. There are 10 million games out there. Sometimes I'll go to the online store and just scroll through. I don't know what I want to play. I know the kind of game I want, but I don't know what to play. And if you're feeling that way, Sonia and I have got your back. That's right. It's a little segment we call Game Doctor. We have a Listener question here saying, it's Jen from Joshua Tree who said, these times are dark and depressing. True that. What's a game that might make me feel a little more optimistic about the world? Aw. Ooh, okay. Okay, okay. okay. Well, what's, if you're thinking of optimistic games, it'll give you a better outlook on everything going on. What's the first thing that pops in your head? I'm thinking of a game that I want some comedy. I want some comedy. Uh, and I want to see the world a little bit differently. Is that too much to ask from a game? It shouldn't be. I say it's not. And what came to mind immediately was a little game called The Stanley Parable. (gasps) Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Now, I, I think it's important to not read about this game because the reveals in this game, and Sonia, you've played it. You can back me up on this are where the reveals are where the magic happens in this game. But it is very funny. It's got a British narrator who's narrating your actions at all so times. So you can't be upset. You can't be upset. You right really can't. Right away, it's great. And this game ha- did an amazing trick, which was at the end of it, I truly saw the real world differently. And it made me happy on a very base level. 
Wow. So I would say the Stanley parable is uh, the first thing I thought of when uh, you want to combat the dark and depressing times we live in. Sonia, what about oh. you? What comes to mind? Man, that's a that's a pretty good one. That is a pretty good one. I'll say the first thing that came to mind was how best to combat your feelings about the world and existentialism than to just dive right in, to just Ooh. dive into it. Okay. I would say everything. The game, everything. Now, I have heard of everything, but I don't know that I've played it. Could you explain a little bit? Yeah, so there is, as far as I know, no real set goal in this game. You just kind of encapsulate different things from, you know, like down to microcosm to macrocosm. You could be a tiny little tadpole. You could be weird uh, geometric cows. You could be suns. You could be galaxies. And you kind of, it gives you like an Alan Watts narrative throughout it. So you can really dive into your feelings about the world and really dive into to everything. I feel like it's an experience. I'd say it's an experience if you not not want to wallow in it, but if you really want to explore those feelings that you're feeling. But listen, if you really just want to pick me up and you just want to be a weird little jelly man, I would say fall, guys. It's so lighthearted. It's just, you're, it's dumb. You're just running around as a jelly man and um, just trying to do your best. So there we go. Jen from Joshua Tree. There are uh, three great games for you to uh, fight against these dark and depressing times. Everything, the Stanley Parable, and of course, Fall Guys. So that's it for Game Doctor for this week. And if you guys out there are on the hunt for a perfect game, tweet at us at hashtag GGNT with a request of the kind of game you're looking for. If your question gets selected, you'll win a prize. That's it for this week's episode of Good Game, Nice Try. Good Game, Nice Try is produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Beckton, with engineering and sound design by Hannes Brown. Music by John Danik. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to rate and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.